You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hi, welcome to the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and this is the lovely and talented Amanda McEwen. Hello. How are you today, girl? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing well. We're back. We're back. We're still doing it. We're still doing it. It's been, this has been a really cool adventure. I've been having fun. Me too. We have listeners who are still with us and viewers, we hope. Yeah, <laughs> right? We're super thankful. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. And little shout out to my niece, Bryn. She is 12 years old. And she said she thought our podcast was pretty inspiring. I love that. And that we meant should a lot. be inspiring 12-year-olds, our, our future womanpreneurs of the world. Right? And I'm going to tell you right now, she is one smart chick. She was telling me, I, I love it. A few years ago, we were writing a story, kind of a little thing back and forth. And she's like, Aunt Melissa, I created a Google Doc for us to share. And I was like, I just started working with Google Docs. Like, what you, <laughs> She was like nine at the time or oh, eight yeah. or something. And she's a little genius and uh, really smart, really articulate. And anyway, hi, Brittany. Thanks for listening. We're just, we're really thankful that you're tuning in. And uh, I know you're a future womanpreneur. So we're cheering for you already. Can't wait to see where things go for you. But, uh, but so what's going on? What are we going to talk about today? Oh, today we are talking about the comparison trap and the, the dangers of that. I mean, it has trap in the name, so obviously it's dangerous. It's a good one. Yeah. And it's a thing that is happening, it is, I think has yeah. always happened. Yeah. But again, and we always talk about this with, with social media and everything else, but it's becoming more prevalent or maybe I'm more aware of it. Yeah. Uh, but this, uh, yeah. just this thing that, that people do where they see what somebody else has or what somebody else is doing, and then they put themselves into that, oh, well, I don't have that or I'm not doing that and kind of bring themselves down in the process. But it's, it's the, the two things aren't comparable. Like you are not that other person. Right. There's a whole other mess of things that could have led to that person doing that thing, but we just don't know. Yeah. I mean, I always like to say we're the sum total of all of our experiences leading up to this moment and everybody's on their own unique journey you know, and your, your sum total of who you are in this moment uh, just has to do with all the different choices you've made and your different skills and different talents and different passions mm -hmm. and different um, things you've learned from. Um, but when you're comparing yourself to somebody else, that's actually like selling yourself short, I think. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, yeah. and that's, I think, why it's so important to talk about that and, you know, how, how do we get ourselves out of that trap? Yeah. And it, it's tricky because all day, you know, especially, I mean, no matter what you're doing, you're being immersed into these different ideas and you see the images and you see the videos and everybody talking. And most people, I think, are trying to put forth the best version of themselves and say, oh, look at all these great things. Mm. There's so much behind the scenes. Yeah, it's true. I read a really good article recently, and uh, just the gist of the article said that we're all spending way too much time on social media. <laughs> I agree with and, that. <laughs> uh, and I know for myself, I've cut way back. Like I do my little Facebook fives, which I've talked about. Yeah. And um, but I I I don't enjoy social media anymore the way that I used to when I mm -hmm. first 
you know, entered into the world. When I first uh, started in social media, I was really excited to reconnect with a lot of people from back home and people I went to high school with and just people that I was like, oh my gosh, it was so fun to see where people are, you know, were in their lives at that time. And that was really exciting to me. But um, the idea of this article was we are all spending way too much on social media, much time, and that we should be spending our time reading and engaging content and material that is going to help us grow and lead us to the path that we are you know wanting to go mm-hmm. down and to accomplish our goals or yeah. or the the things that are going to make us feel the best and um instead we're all kind of spending time looking at other people and uh it's it's in more of an unhealthy way mm-hmm. you get immersed in that negativity and yeah. you know instead of reading something that's going to inspire you or engage you to do something more it's let's sit back and complain or let's see what these other people are complaining about and jump on that train and it's it's that negativity thing yeah. that we talk about all the time that we need yeah. to avoid I remember when I first started posting on social media I made a very conscious choice that I would never post anything negative mm-hmm. on social media because I thought I want to engage people in my life and I always love to be a cheerleader to everyone and I always love to, you know, um, I do know (laughs) you're in my life. I know this about you. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you, Amanda. But no, but I always, I always like, I appreciate when other people share something that's really happy or exciting or inspiring or just a really fun, like good news story, Mm -hmm. something that's, you know, just uplifting. And so I just made the decision that anything that I ever posted or shared about was going to either help, inspire, or um, just hopefully make other people who engage with it feel good. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something to maybe think about is before you post something, what's the purpose of this? You know, um, I've heard, what is the, uh, a friend of mine from LA used to say, there are two different types of um, Facebookers, Facebook, face braggers and face bitchers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. <laughs> well, see, I, I agree with that. I think it's important to put that message forth. But see, what happens is somebody looks at your social media and they think, wow, Melissa's life is really great. It's super happy. She's excited all the time. Does that mean that your life is perfect and nothing ever goes wrong? Yeah. Right. But so if, <laughs> if I can... <laughs> well, there is that. Maybe you're not Jeez. the best example. <laughs> no. But, you know, from... I, I know exactly what you mean. But from if I'm an outsider and I don't know you right. and all I'm doing is I'm looking at your social media and I just think, man, everything just works out for her. Why don't I have that? Right. That's where this comparison trap comes sure. in. It doesn't mean that your life is perfect or although maybe it is. Right. But you just choose to not share the negative with the world. Right. Because that's I mean, not your way. I don't, I don't like to complain on social media. That's not, for me, that's not the way that I want to engage people in my life. Um, I did share a lot of really raw, honest stuff when I was going through cancer and I was going through my surgery and different things that I had, obstacles and things. I shared those openly um, because I was really hoping, again, that maybe sharing that would help somebody else who was going through a similar um, journey. But 
I don't think that everything I post is necessarily, you know, all sunshine, unicorns, and rainbows. But most but of it. But mostly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I work really hard for my entire life to be that because it is a choice. Mm-hmm. And I wake up every morning and I decide how my day is going to go. It's up to me. Yep. It's not up to anybody else. It's totally up to me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, maybe it seems like it's easy to, to you know, to seem like I'm happy all the time. Um, but I'm, I'm really a genuinely happy person, but I have my moments. I'm crabby. Um, I'm can ask my husband, he calls me Melissasaurus Rex in the morning when I wake up. But, um, but I, I definitely make a choice, uh, to share positively and it's just all about inspiring other people, I think, in a, and uplifting them. Which is a good thing. And you mentioned working hard and that when we were talking about the comparison trap, that's one of the things that always comes to my mind because I remember somebody saying to me once, well, you can't understand what I'm going through because everything just always works out for you. And I thought, do you not realize how much work it takes to make everything work out for me? Like it's not, yeah, there is an element of luck and opportunity and everything that happens. There's a, some of that is out of your control, mm-hmm. but same as you. I make conscious choices and an effort. I work really, really hard. And as a result, that's why good things happen. Yeah. But, you know, if you're just making that comparison, and it, again, usually when people are doing that, they're people who don't know you. Yeah. They don't know anything about what's going on behind the scenes. And you, you talked about some of your journey. <clears throat> And it's one of those things for me, like I don't make an issue about my issues with chronic pain. Most people, even people who've known me for several years don't know this about me. And that's, it is a conscious choice. I decided not to let that ruin my life. You know, from the time I was a kid, I don't know how it happened, but that was just in me. But I don't like to make it an issue. Number one, I don't want any pity for it because it's part of my life. I can't change it. I do whatever I can to minimize it. But it's part of that, and I don't want that to be the driving factor in my life. But for people who, you know, it takes a lot of effort sometimes to put forth the best self, like when you're in excruciating pain. It just, sometimes it's difficult, but that is the side that I want to show the world, is the the happy, the positive, all the good. It's not your problem what's happening behind the scenes. I think for you, it's you want to share your the best part of you mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. Right. And um, I think you and I are both very similar in our um, the way that we like to engage with other people in our lives is we do want to bring our best to the table to share our best. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever want to be a complainer or, uh, you know, feel like you're burdening other people with something that you're, you're, you're coping with, or you're dealing with. Um, you've just, you're a strong individual and you do your best to just manage that, you know, and to do that. There've been times when you've shared, you've said, you've said to me, yeah, I'm I'm just having a, a, you know, a tough day today. I'm going to definitely make sure I go to Pilates today Mm -hmm. because that really helps me. And, um, and I remembered thinking, gosh, she just does not ever complain. I've never really heard you complain. I, I try not to. I mean, it's yeah. again, it's a conscious choice. Yeah. But that's why you have to be careful if you're making that comparison mm-hmm. because it, it, it does. You don't know what's happening, again, behind the scenes. And it's funny, you know, Pilates is one of those things or yoga that is a, it's a perfect example of another type of comparison. It just happened to me in a class a couple of weeks ago 
you know, we were in the midst of uh, some kind of ab work exercise thing. And I was having a conversation with the instructor about some old 80s song or something, because that seems to be what we talk about. (laughs) But this one girl, she's like, how are you talking right now? And he's like, you know, she's in this, this exercise and struggling and shaking. And it's like, you know, and then they kind of made it into this joke, like, oh, abs of steel over there. And it's like, Oh, okay, yeah, I can, my core is strong, but you don't remember that other exercise where I could barely move my arm because my shoulders don't work right or how my knees are funny or my hips turn the wrong way or all those other issues that I have. Yeah. It's like, don't, you, you know, can't worry so much about what somebody is. They're in a different place in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like in, in yoga, like I'm very flexible, mm-hmm. but again, I have the shoulder issues. So some of those crazy arm balances, I look at them and man, I wish I could do that. I can't. And it doesn't mean that that person is better or stronger necessarily or like, or any different things. They're just different. And so comparing yourself or like putting yourself down because you don't have what somebody else has or you can't do it yet or whatever the case may be, yeah. you're just harming yourself for what I feel is no reason. Yeah. And my my question too is why why do we all care so much about what everybody else is doing? I don't have an answer for that. That I think that's that's a big question. Well, maybe I'll throw that out to our our uh, listeners. And mm-hmm. what do y'all think? Why are we all so worried about what everybody else is doing? Um, personally, since I have not been on social media as much lately, I have felt even more freed up in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking about, you know, wow, the time that I would get sucked into whatever I was looking at or reading or whatever. Um, now I'm instead reading really great books. I have found just a really great list of books that I want to read by the end of the year and read books. <laughs> I was right. like, wow. <laughs> Smart people write books. I was you just going to say, what a novel idea. What but then I realized I- how funny that was. Uh, and so I stopped, but then I felt I had to share it anyway. I love it. But that's But that's how we roll on this podcast. <laughs> we love puns. We even pun back and forth to each other in our emails. We we're, we're we very, we, we really crack ourselves up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, at least but we're having fun at with least it. We, Even if nobody else thinks again, we're funny. We do. You know, it's like, I guess, what does it, why do we care what other people think? And why are we comparing ourselves to other people? Yeah. You know? I was just listening to this podcast. It's funny how the timing works out. But there was a a a psychologist, and he's a high-performance psychologist, Mm -hmm. was on an episode of Armchair Expert. And one of the things that he said that really stuck out to me and is very relevant to our conversation today is, you know, are you trying to be the best or are you trying to do your best? Mm. And I think that's kind of where that line is. If you're doing your best, you're doing as good as you can do. But if you think that you have to be the best and, you know, there is some competition that I think is healthy and that's a good motivator. But that that line, I think, is really important because, you know, if you're doing the best that you can do for yourself, you don't need to compare yourself to what somebody else is doing. But if you want to beat them or be better than them or you know, put yourself on the same level and say, oh, well, they're better than me. It's just such a disservice. It is. And then, so coming from that point of view about competitiveness is, okay, you know, they're definitely, you know, athletes compete. Um, There's a lot of different um, things that are popping into my head as you were talking about that. Um, I have a a cousin who's um, 
just an amazing swimmer at uh, Ohio State University, and she just beat some crazy times, mm-hmm. um, you know, and she's she's just really passionate and really amazing, very gifted swimmer, but, you know, she's got this drive in her, but I don't think that she's necessarily thinking, you know, I'm going to crush this time. I mean, maybe she, she is. is. <laughs> she is, but, no, she is, but what I mean is, she's doing it for herself. She's doing it. um, It has more to do with her personal drive. And um, she's excited to crush the time, Mm -hmm. but it's not, I don't think about comparing herself to someone else. If someone else set a time or set, you know, uh, a new record or whatever. And for her, it's, I think, just being her personal best. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting to me. It's like when we're competitive with one another, um, you know, like, to me, one of the things that comes to my mind, especially with like Instagram or some of these other ones, it's in a real shallow way. It's a real shallow yeah. sense yeah. about vanity and, you know, body image and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, uh, how about just taking a moment and loving and appreciating yourself right. and loving and appreciating, you know, who you are mm-hmm. and what you have? Because I think if you're living in your life in a state of gratitude, then it's, you're not really looking at comparing yourself to everyone else uh, or being competitive with with everyone else. Um, to me, it's it's just about being the best that you can be and just, I guess, improving upon your personal best. Right. You know, I think that's the that's the safest way to use comparisons. If you're using it for motivation, yeah, or, or inspiration. You know, and but if and it's also just like you said with this self love and the acceptance and what don't I like about myself? Can I change it? Right. If I can, great. That's going to motivate me now to go do whatever that is. But if I can't, you know, I, I would love to not get gray hair. That would be lovely, but I, I don't have the science behind me to know how to do that. And they keep coming in. I Those would are love called sparkles. Cha- my sparkles. I would love to change that. Can't. I mean, I can dye my hair, and if the vanity kicks in, probably will do that. But, you know, that's not really, I can't stop it from happening. I think that you should just continue to let all your sparkles roll in because <laughs> get get more and more sparkly. Why not? Yeah, you know, there there is actually a great movement of that right now about women who are letting their hair go gray. Um, most yeah. of the ones I know who are doing it are married or they're not worried about looking like they've given up. So not that, not that <laughs> having gray hair means that you've given up, but you know, I, yeah. I've already, we've already talked about how people have accused me of not making enough effort. So I feel like if I were to just let myself go gray, the people were just like, okay, she's just going to go hang up the cats and that's it for her. So, (laughs) but I I admire, I do, like, I think it's an excellent movement. And I look at some of these women that are letting their hair go gray and I think they're beautiful. And I I would love, that's, but it's my own, it's my own point of vanity. It's my own insecurity that would stop me from doing that right now. Yeah. I, I, for me personally, in the comparison trap, quote unquote, um, one of the things that I definitely used to inspire myself with, so I needed to lose some weight and I wanted to get in better shape. And I found myself 
really seeking out other women who had similar body types Mm -hmm. as me or uh, who had similar challenges and struggles. And some of these women, you know, had had babies and put on weight from that. I put on quite a bit of weight after one of my surgeries and I'd been sedentary and just, you know, I put on a good 30 pounds and I just felt horrible about myself. And it was hard to just get myself into that mindset because I was looking at losing 30 pounds, not let me lose five pounds, you know, so many times. Mm -hmm. And so I was um, using the comparison, excuse me, the comparison, um, I wouldn't call it a trap here, but comparison in general as a motivating tool for myself. And I was loving engaging other people's stories. And I was loving hearing what other people uh, were doing that worked for them. I was loving um, watching people show their before and after pictures and their transformations. And it was just really exciting. And I, I think for about three months, I just gave myself permission to sort of every day uh, work through all of that and go, okay, I'm going to just see what this girl's doing and what that girl's doing and what does her exercise routine look like and what does she eat and how much water does she drink and what are her tips. And I just sort of let it all marinate, let it all marinate. And then one day I was ready. And I actually thanked a lot of those girls. Um, And I wrote to them and I said, I want you to know I've been watching you for a few months and it was because of your story and your inspiration, um, you know, that got me started on my weight loss journey or helped me stay on track on the tough days, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And so I think that, Maybe it's shifting. Maybe maybe that's part of our our goal today. Uh, without us even talking about it beforehand, is maybe instead of a comparison trap, what could be another word we could use for comparison? You know, compare comparison spiration. <laughs> compare spiration. <laughs> I don't know. Compare itivation. Uh, you know, that motivation. That was a brave thing to try to come hey, up with you know on the spot. I just, I don't. You know what? But no, I'm I, letting it all hang I out. Like it. You like know? It's, let's change the story. Yeah. And say comparison as motivation. I don't have the word for it, so yeah. I'm not, not going to. I was trying right now. But. Somebody's going to come up with something mm-hmm. really great, and maybe they could put it on our Facebook uh, <laughs> community wall or something. But um, but what were you going to say? Oh, well, I'm just listening to you talk. And I, I, we've talked before about, you know, your journey with weight loss and all of that. And you used it in a very positive way. You yeah. looked at other people for motivation. But there are a lot of people that t- turn that, again, into a negative thing. Because they might look at you and your before and after picture and say, oh, man, I, I, I wish I could do that. Or, you know, that must have been, you know, that's so great for her. But, you know, look at me, I, I haven't done that. And they're, again, they're not seeing the level of work, the level of commitment, the mm-hmm. uh, and even the still. level of sacrifice, which, you know, for some people, again, it's like accepting your body type and what you are. Right. Like some people are not meant to be, you know, super skinny. Some people, you know, we're all so different. Yeah. I've been very fortunate. I got my dad's metabolism. I can eat a lot and it doesn't, 
you know, it doesn't affect me too much as long as I'm exercising. And I look and at a piece of cake and I gain five pounds. <laughs> oh, I had, hey. <laughs> I think on Monday I had four different desserts. It was my birthday. So I, yeah. I had I had a creme brulee and I had a chocolate cake and I had some Yum. kind of pastry custard deliciousness Yum. and I had a fruit tart. So, Good you stuff. know, but again, that's not every day. That's some days. And, you know, Again, I go to Pilates four days a week and my body type just happens that way. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't have to work because when I, you know, as it, through my struggles of trying to figure out how to fix my pain, um, one of the, you know, I had gotten to a point of like, well, yoga hurts me or this is doing that. I'm just not going to do anything and see what happens. Right. Um, when you turn 30 is not the time to stop moving. Just word of advice for anybody that's under 30 and they tell you that your metabolism is going to change and it's going to get harder as you get older. I didn't listen either. I think most of us are like, that's not going to happen to me. It happens. So yeah, turning 30 is a bad time to stop moving, but and it also was the worst I've ever felt was when I was not exercising. So yep. I came back around, but you know, I think for a lot of people too, it's, it's that level of sacrifice. They're not willing to make the commitment or, to get to that thing <clears throat> that the other person has. So it's easier to just sit back and, and say, oh, well, I just don't have that. And we make a lot of assumptions mm -hmm. about other people. You know, it's like um, in my Pilates class, I've had ladies say stuff about how, oh, it must be nice to, you know, be your weight or whatever. These are women who had no idea that I just lost 30, 35 pounds. And I was thinking, oh, wow, they think that this is easy for me. That's so nice. <laughs> they think that I'm always this, this weight. Aw. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a daily, uh, something I work on every day. Every day I have to think about what I'm going to eat. I have to think about my exercise and what I'm going to do to maintain it. And, uh, it's different. I'm not over, I don't have the, the metabolism that you have, but you know what? I applaud your metabolism. <laughs> well, thank and you. I, and I, <laughs> I thank my dad. <laughs> right? No, I think it's amazing. Um, but I was going to, I had another thing I was going to mention. You triggered a thought about the comparison trap that, um, that popped into my head. And it was for me with our voiceover students here at, at the voice actor studio. Um, that's something that I see every day. I get so many emails from students who are comparing them, themselves to other people in the mm -hmm. industry who are booking this or doing that or are um, wishing that they were further along in their career. Um, and I, I feel like I'm spending a lot of time every week basically talking people off the ledge um, and, and letting them know that, number one, I have to say to people all the time, you are talented you are awesome. You are in your own right, pure perfection. You know, you, you are fantastic at what you do, but it's really unfair to discount, uh, you know, how far you've come or the amazing skills you have because you think somebody else has, you know, is doing better or is further along in your mind than, um, you know, than you are. And, it's just sad to me because we are all talented in our own ways. And uh, I, I just feel like your beginning 
right now and you're you, you, maybe you're in the beginning and you're comparing yourself to somebody else's middle right. or somebody else's you know getting close to a quote unquote milestone finish line right mm-hmm. there's never really a finish <laughs> line because we're always we're always evolving and growing but maybe somebody's getting really close to a major milestone or landing a big client or um you know they booked their first big gig or something and i just all I want to say is don't don't look at what other people are doing and then you know make yourself feel bad about where you are because there's so many details and time and nuances and choices that that person has made on their own personal journey and it's just do yourself a favor and just give yourself a hug and a high five, (laughs) seriously, and say, man, I'm doing amazing. Look at how far I've come. Take a second to look in the rear view mirror, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, just, I don't know. I just, that's one thing I hear a lot from my students is them comparing themselves or their voice to someone else's voice. Oh my gosh, love the voice you have. It's, it's yours. It's unique. It's beautiful. Um, and, and that's what st- makes you stand out amongst everyone else is your uniqueness. And, uh, let it let it all hang out because the world needs you. They want to hear you just just as you are. So well, that's anyway. a, another thing about not knowing what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, that whoever you know, you see another person that has this huge success, but you don't see you know, like using a voiceover as an example. So they booked that one gig, but they're not sharing the 102 auditions that they didn't get. Right. You know, so there's a, it's that, again, you don't, unless you have all the details, it's just really dangerous to do that comparison because you don't know. And to me, it's like, well, why don't you talk to that person? Ask, maybe you can get some advice for how to, you know, do the next thing. And because I know you talk about this all the time, like you dedicate a lot of your time to auditioning, Mm -hmm. spending time to get, you know, to, for the opportunity. And you don't get a lot of those. And that I'm sure it can be frustrating, especially, you know, if there's one job that you think is going to be a perfect fit for you and it would be a lot of fun and you don't get it, but I've never seen you beat yourself up over not getting a job. And I I don't, because I say to myself, I'm either right for this or I'm not. Mm -hmm. And if I'm right for it, I'm going to find out about it. I'm going to book it. If I'm not right for it, Mm -hmm. I don't think of it as a no I just think of it as I'm going to just keep on going and I'm going to focus on all the yeses. I don't care about the no's. I I just want to, I just, I'm ready for the yeses. I'm ready. I'm open and ready to receive the yeses. And that's kind of my mindset. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you get a no, that just opens up room for a new opportunity that, you know, if you had taken, I know it's happened to me before where I've had to turn down jobs because maybe I was busy for something for, you know, or maybe I didn't get a job because, you know, for whatever reason, and I thought, oh, that's really disappointing. But then something new came around and I would not have been able to do it had I been doing that other thing. So sometimes you just kind of have to let life take you where it's going to always work hard, but don't worry so much if everything doesn't work out the way you want it to, because you might not even want it to work out that way, which is, you know, because again, I'll go back to the example of, you know, weight loss or something like that. 
you might, somebody might work really hard and get to that point and they've, you know, lost all the weight and they're feeling good, but they're not enjoying their life because they're eating such a strict diet and the same thing every day. And it takes all the luster out of life. And it's, that's when you kind of weigh out is, is that important? Is it, am I willing to keep this up and take away that enjoyment of something else just to have this? Or maybe I'm going to eat that piece of chocolate cake and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have an eight pack and, you know, no, no body fat. It's like what, what's important to you, right? you know? Yeah. Um, another thought that I had when we were talking about comparison is I really like to share compliments with other people. And when I see someone and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, they have such amazing skin. I like to say out loud, mm-hmm. you have such amazing skin. And you have no idea how much that can sometimes rock somebody's world oh, yeah. because maybe their whole life they've been super insecure about their skin. Exactly. You know, but yeah. I'm sincere about it. If yeah. I really think it, um, or if I think someone is absolutely beautiful or they're they're brilliant or they're uh, you know, crazy talented in voice acting or whatever, um, I think we all need to hear more uh, praise and more love. And I think that it makes you feel good too. And it's kind of shifting that dialogue inside of your head. So if you're comparing yourself like, man, I wish my skin was like theirs, maybe say it out loud. Like your skin is so amazing. What do you do to make your Mm -hmm. skin so amazing? (laughs) Or wow, you've got, you know, abs of steel. What do you, what do you do? <laughs> what 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 do you find works to get abs of steel? Um, but there's there's a lot of beauty that lives within sharing a compliment, and it's a gift to the other person, and it's also a gift to you. Yeah. And so I I love I love sharing compliments mm-hmm. with people. I I it's one of my very favorite things is to yeah. to to praise other people and lift them up. And um and I'm I'm not just saying stuff. I'm not just blowing smoke. I mean, if I think yeah. it, I say it. And maybe you think things that are really nice often in your mind, but you don't say it out loud. Uh, try it on for size. See what it feels like because, whew, it's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift to everybody. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. But, you know, and again, kind of to turn it around, just to make another point, is there are times when you make a compliment to a stranger and they get a little taken aback by it, and it's almost, or, or they, or they, they negate it. It's one of my big pet peeves: is if you give somebody a compliment and they negate it, and like, oh no, like if you, if you know, you say, oh, you have great skin, I'm like, oh well, really, I, you know, I don't, I have this and I have that. Okay, well now you're just you're kind of insulting the person that was trying to be nice, and it, it all comes like back to insecurity. It's like, yeah. why can't you just smile and say, wow, thank you, and then feel good about how great yeah. your skin looks that day? That's another thing, too, if you have a hard time uh, receiving compliments, work on just saying two words when thank someone you. <laughs> compliments you. Thank you. My, I, I say three, which are, ah, thank you. <laughs> Does all count as a word? Ah is a word. Okay. Ah, thank you. Shucks. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's such a nice thing. And it's, it, it makes life so much easier if that, if people just pointed out all the good and, you know, but a lot of this, again, it, it's internal. And so it what is. are you telling yourself? Like, what are you complimenting yourself? Can you look in the mirror and say, 
my hair looks good today or find one thing that you like about yourself that yeah. day instead of saying just looking at all the things you don't like yeah it's it has a lot to do with the dialogue that we have going on inside of our heads and um self-talk uh self-love um another thing i was going to share a quote that i really like a lot too and i'm not sure whose quote this is um but it's a flower doesn't compare itself to a flower growing next to it. It just grows, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, or uh, it just blooms, one of the two. I guess they do both. They grow and they bloom. But <laughs> If it's a good flower. It's, right? <laughs> um, but, and I think that we should all think of ourselves as flowers. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're this beautiful garden of goodness. And if we're all trying to just work on ourselves and watering our own grass and you know what I mean, in our own yard and not worrying about what everybody else is doing, um, we're going to have a big, beautiful garden and everybody's going to, you know, be there for each other in a much better way. That's what I think. I think it's perfect. Me too. <laughs> that was maybe a little cheesy. That was uh, Anne Grace Taylor, musician. Anne Grace Taylor. What's the exact quote? The exact quote is, uh, a flower doesn't compare itself with another flower. It doesn't feel the need to hide in order for another flower to be appreciated, Ooh. nor does it seek the company of others to feel beautiful. It Ooh. just is. Oh, Ooh. that was some really good stuff there. Mine was super abbreviated version <laughs> of that, but that's a beautiful, a beautiful quote. You know, and that, and it's, brought up something that's kind of interesting too, in that part of the comparison can almost be that. He, in, in that quote, there was something about hiding, you know, a flower doesn't hide. And I think there, there are times when maybe we don't let ourselves shine as much as we can because we don't want others then to feel bad or make those comparisons. Yeah. And that, I don't, that, don't think that's fair to anybody either. Like there's one thing when you're, you know, you don't want to boast about all your greatness, sure. you know, but you should be able to, and we're going to talk about confidence in another episode, in our next episode, actually. But, you know, I, I think that's really important is that, you know, it's just all of that is based on the internal story is on, you know, what we think other people are thinking and doing. And we don't really know what anybody else is thinking or. It's none of our business, what everybody else is thinking. Right. That's what I what I've always learned, and mm -hmm. I think it's really great advice. Um, that, that quote that's, you know, what you think of me, what you think of me is not, not my fault, not my problem. Or not, I shouldn't have done that. I thought I thought I had it in my head, and then I thought what was, you think of me is, is not my of, problem. Okay, it's, and what you think of me is none of my business. Mm -hmm. That's one of the ones that I've heard. But uh, one of my mentors along the way said to me, don't ever let anyone dim your sparkle. And I did really love that because sometimes I think we try to not let all of our selves, you know, mm -hmm. come to the surface and, and shine because we are worried about what other people think. And well, and sometimes we think we're doing it to help. Like we think we know somebody's going through a, a rough time and we don't want to be like, oh, well, everything is great for me. Right. But for some people, they actually need to know, they need to hear that greatness. They need to be able to tell themselves like, okay, I'm going through a rough patch right now, but it's going to get better. Yeah. And so I think there, there's always a very tactful way you have to approach those situations. Sure. But 
you know, sometimes that's what people need is they need some encouragement and to say, we've all, it doesn't matter whoever you see that you might think that they have their lives so put together, but you don't know the backstory. You don't know what they've been through or what got them to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's usually a much bigger story that is out there, you know, that, and it's, if you're comparing yourself just to the end result, mm-hmm. It's it's really not. I mean, it's just not fair to yourself. Nope, it's not. You're you're shortchanging yourself. So, I think just kind of as we're winding up our our episode or winding down our episode today, um, I think the big takeaway, the big mantra is, you know, love yourself. And if you're going to take your take the time to compare yourself to someone else, use it for inspiration, use it for motivation. Um, And if you're thinking about somebody else and you are admiring something about them, a strength of theirs, whether it's a a physical, you know, trait or an accomplishment or something they've done in their career, um, applaud them and tell them how awesome they are. And we all, we all need to hear, I think, more about you know, our wins and our, our accomplishments and the things that we're working on and to be acknowledged more. So put the love out there. It just, it feels good and you'll feel better too. I think that's perfect. You got anything? Do you want to high five on that? I, I don't want to high five on you, that. You yes, make me high five every episode don't you guys, I don't want to do it. She does. <laughs> she, her, her soul wants to high five. Ready? Let's go. <sighs> Boom. You that see was, what I have to deal with every feel, single time. Makes me feel good. <laughs> I like to high five. I'm gonna high five you guys too. Ready, everybody? One, two, three. Yeah. There, so there see, you go. Feels good. It's fun. <laughs> it's real fun. Well, have a beautiful day wherever you are, and we think you're awesome. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time. You've got this.